Thomas when we do It's the new movement. Yes, this house is not for sale. Your podcast of conversations around African hip hop. I am your host, Salam J, and my co-host Hefzi. Hefzi, how are you? How have you been today? I am good. I am good today. Today we had. I went to church, obviously, um, and then we had some family around because we had a baby dedication. So it's been a family-filled day. Um, but good day. How was yours? Um, my week has been stressful because I was supposed to have traveled and for some reason I'm still here. You know, um, I didn't, I didn't think that, uh, to be fully vaccinated, you needed to do like a PCR test to mm-hmm. be in Ghana. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, um, you could just probably just do the, uh, antigen test and mm-hmm. it should be fine. So apparently you have to do a PCR test, get on the plane. Same day that you land, you do another test, mm-hmm. pay $50 for yeah. that test. And that test, the $50 for that test is actually the antigen test, not a PCR test, mm-hmm. before you enter your own country. You know, so country. I had to let my flights go and figure out how to get another one. And then, you know, so yeah, that's, it's been stressful, but it's all good. We're here recording good. another podcast. Exactly. And we have... One of our favorites on this episode, um, a living legend, I would like to call him. Um, he is a Mensa, one half of the fucking boys, the F-O-K-N boys. Um, he comes from a very creative family. His dad, uh, Tumiye Boansa, is a member of Osibisa band. His uncle is a great filmmaker, Eko Ansan. I mean, the list goes on. Um, he's been doing music for over two decades, I believe. You know, he I know him from Lifeline family as Uncle Shine. They gave us some classics back then. You know, he's, he he produced a whole uh, project for Reggie Rockstone. He did amazing collaborations with Reggie Rockstone. Um, years on, we... He became a very, I mean, he became a major collaborator with um, One Love as the FOKM boys. He gave us number one, number one Mango Street at some point. At the very, I mean, that was a classic. And for some reason, we were not hearing from him for in a while. As I mean, in terms of having like a solo project, you know, just like the number one Mango Street, and now. Um, after 10 years, I believe, after Number One Mango Street, he's back again with a new project called Bonzi. I don't know if I'm mentioning it right, Bonzi. Yes. yes. You know, so we are here <laughs> to talk to Mensa about Bonzi, you know, and some of the conversations that were had on that project. Uncle Shine. <laughs> 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 How are you today, Uncle Shine? I'm fine. I'm fine. Long, long, long day. But it's been a very productive day, so it's good. I had family around, so it's been good, yeah. Great, good, good, good. And uh, we are are glad that you honoured our invitation to have this conversation. Oh, how could I not? You know, um, you guys have always been um, quite instrumental, both in 
the support and just propagating the work that I've been doing. And also with everything that you do is is so inspiring that it was it's an opportunity the opportunity and the honor is also mine. So anytime okay. you need me, just holler. Vim, 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 vim. Be like some low sexy voice to come inside. <laughs> no, no, be like fatigue just kicking so I'm trying. <laughs> fatigue, he's fatigue. So I'm trying to run can I chew granuts while we are doing the show? I mean, you can yes, if you want. You can. Yeah, but you hear girl girl in the distance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll, can if you want. Yeah, I'll chew it romantically so you hear it too. We are here. Anything that makes you comfortable. Okay, cool. Um, It gives me energy. I feel like you don't... So, yeah. Okay, good. We need that for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I feel like you don't like interviews. Have I have I just taken that out of nowhere or I, I get a vibe from you that you don't really like interviews? Yeah, I mean, I generally don't like people. Ah, I see. So... Like, it, what type of people? <laughs> All people. <laughs> yeah. People. <laughs> I see. Um, so interviews mean that I have to meet people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually, they all. I mean, sometimes having interviews with people I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, um, for even me it gives me like I get anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. like how's this going to go? Because I feel like to have a good interview, you have to. It's it's about trying to form the quickest rapport or a connection or a kind of chemistry. Mm-hmm. You have right. to. That's, that's like that's if you can't build that in the first ten minutes. It determines the trajectory of the entire conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. But then that means that I have to meet a person or people, and mm-hmm. that's like defeats the purpose. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get nervous, you know. I get nervous with interviews. Okay. I just don't okay. know how it's gonna go. That's all it is, you know. But mm-hmm. I think I, I also overthink it. So once it's like mm-hmm. I meet somebody who's lovely and just like we can just bounce off each other, each then other. it's it's good. But it's just like the, the idea of, yeah. you know. Mm. Well, how are we doing yeah. so far? You guys, I mean, you guys are my family, so it's normal. <laughs> I'm just come to just look how I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Great, great, um, great. I guess so I just wanted to ask him, how, how have you been this year? How, like, truly, how how are you? My God, man. I mean, this is such a... This, this is such a, a weighted question. It was a mounting mm. of a question. Um... I haven't stopped, you know. I really haven't mm. stopped. Um mm. and a lot of good things have happened. Mm-hmm. I'm aware at the back of my mind I'm making notes and you know um registering that I've been like a lot of like I've had a lot of good people around me. I've worked with some of the, some of the most incredible people. I've been able mm-hmm. to achieve so much. I mean, the album, what with the, um, you, we forget the, you know, the Kickstarter was this year. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then just like coming out of the pandemic and then going deep into like three months of like an intensive tour, mm. which actually went really well because as a, you know, as a band also with FOKM Boys, we were playing really well, which is like something that I've been working towards, like, you know, really rebuilding the way that we we kind of um uh, translated the music live you know all these things are like pluses you know 
um, but it's also taken its toll on me, you know, and what with the family life and you know the kids and a lot of traveling and you know the, the Kickstarter itself really, really it was it was a lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend anybody, you know. <laughs> Uh, doing a Kickstarter raising, it's yeah. it's a lot. It takes a lot, and just you know, people management and just managing my affairs and so on and so forth. It's right. it's been a lot, right. but but then again, it's like that's I feel very alive in the same sense. So I don't know mm. if that's if that answers your question, but yeah, it's been it's been full. It does. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask that because I know you've had a hard time over the past year. You took a social media break as well um, yeah. for a bit. And I remember when I first saw the video, I was like, oh, like that, that's that's quite deep. I don't think I've ever seen you like, especially on social media, yeah. um, talk yeah. so openly about how you're feeling yeah. mentally. Like yeah. what, what yeah. led you to that? Obviously, we're all in a pandemic, so... It was tough, yeah. but what what led you to, to that point? I mean, I think it was part of the whole kind of the whole resetting process, you know? Mm. What the pandemic mm. did for a lot of us is that it forced us to just stop mm. whatever right. we were doing, you know? Right. And for me, it hit me in a way that I had to start asking myself questions like, okay, now that I've stopped, what am I going to do? Who am I? What is it that I've been running away from? Mm. And, you know, looking at my affairs, both um, personally, internally, uh, professionally, spiritually even, and just like even my relationships with people and whatnot. It's just like I really, I had all the time on my hands to address every single thing, you know? Mm. And so it was quite overwhelming. And I think we all know that, what social media has become is that it allows us to escape our realities and just like enter this metaverse, you know, and just thrive in that space. And then, you know what I mean? And then you come back and it's like, Oh, wow. Two hours gone just like that. And now, and everything is still here. So I really had to stop and just reassess everything. You know, who am I, if I'm not allowed to go out traveling, running away from my problems, I'm playing concerts, but now I can't do that. I can't, you know, meet my friends, family. I can't perform. I can't go into the studios. I can't, like, you just have to stop and just start looking at the mess around you. Finally, you have to look at things around you and be like, okay, I need, I need to find myself, you know, uh, a broom and brush and sponges and start cleaning, you know, metaphorically, mm-hmm. start, you know, putting things in order. Um, I have to say, though, that... um. And then also, you know, the, the you know the pandemic. What with COVID, mm-hmm. is that people I like I knew real people who were who have been like affected quite adversely. You know, mm. like I lost at least ten people that I know died. Mm. People mm. that I'm close to, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like and God. fellow musicians, you know, friends, family members, you know, my first cousin's <laughs> husband. It's like it was really real, you know. Mm. Right. Right. And so it was also dealing with all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, if I'm being really candid, you know, um, I'd spent a lot of years, you know, just um, building fucking boys and getting it to a place where, you know, it, 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 um, together with One Love and getting to a place where it's highly functional, fairly successful and so on and so forth. And I felt that I was neglecting myself. You know, like my personal affairs. And so 
I had to take care of that. And, you know, mm. it was a com- it was a difficult conversation also to have with the boys and be like, mm. guys, you know, it's like I've committed my life mm. literally right. to what we do. Right. Mm. But I've reached right. a point where it's like, if I don't feel fulfilled as an individual, I can't give any more to this band, mm. Mm. you know? Wow. And so right. if, do you know what I mean? And it's like, so if if we don't allow for me to, get my affairs together, find my peace and, you know, quell all the little fires. I can't give to the band and give to myself in the band in a way that is beneficial for anybody, right. you know? Right. And so those are like, right. I just, it was just sort of like a lot of difficult conversations that, you know, I had to have as well, mm. you know? Mm. So that was what that was about and taking some time off and that, you know, sorry, I'm giving long answers, but... Um, no, no, that's good. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's a podcast. So, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that just that time off also meant that... didn't mean that I had, you know, I just... I was just laying in bed and just, like, resting and so on and so forth. I was really getting my affairs together, resetting and planning and, you know, what with my new little setup and, you know, just my business... Mm getting things ready so that when I re when I reemerged, I was giving something more substantial, substantial and more wholesome, you know? Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, that's, that's really what, and I have to say, you know, like, uh, this is the point I wanted to make, like as much as like, there was a lot of madness and death and illness and, and just depressions and mental health issues If you looked beyond all of that, this pandemic really afforded quite a few of us to mm. do something really special with our lives. And mm. I have to raise my hand right. when it comes to that. It's like right. a lot right. of people have come out the other side a bit more centered and a bit more aware and a bit more mm. appreciative of right. things. And that, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's very, very true. Even for myself, I had to do a lot of reflections and mm. ask questions, you know, about what I'm doing, how far I've come, you know. Uh, sometimes mm. you, I think that's what you, tr- you try to express on um, your song, Glosses. Mm. You know, you you put in hours, hours, and it's like, I mean, people keep telling you that you need to be consistent, you need to put in the work, yeah. you know, but sometimes you go, we go full circle on all those things, but, yeah. you know, yeah. we still don't see anything happening, yeah. you know, so... I think that, yeah, like you said, COVID gave us time to reflect and ask questions, re-strategize, you know, and see what we are doing. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so I would, there were some lights in the in the darkness, mm-hmm. I, I would say, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, so my question would be, is it, was it at this point, with all that you've said, was it at this point that you uh, discovered Bonzi? And what's the true meaning? the true meaning of Bonzi? Well, so, I mean, I've been, I've been work, like, you know, like I've been saying to other interviewers, I've been working on Bonzi for about three, three hours, three years now, you know? Yeah, because oh, okay. I, I actually, remember I actually, you told me in 2018 that you were working yeah, on a Mensa album. On my, yeah. yeah, you know, I actually stopped. Mm. Not that I stopped, but I kind of paused it a little bit and, and, finished the FOK and Boys album. So mm. I started Bonzi before mm. even Afrobeats LOL. I see. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, okay. you know. But it was like, it didn't take anything away from me because the whole mm. idea of Bonzi was really just 
honestly, if I'm being honest with you guys, it was just gaining experiences on the job and bringing that experience back to Bonzi, you know? And so it meant that I really had to put myself out there in all shapes and forms, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even me taking that time off to finish Afrobeats LOL mm. was was um, a necessity for the completion of Bonzi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was mm. something I had to finish to understand who I was and who I was becoming and, you know, my when it comes to like production and my still my collaborative things and, you know, development of concepts and all those, all those things. Um, yeah. And, so when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, this is it. This is, this is the moment. This is mm-hmm. that the gods, the gods have now given me a moment to now mm-hmm. chill and just like finish this thing that I've started, you know, mm-hmm. and just fix things around. I mean, I mean, Selim, you know, we did a couple of things on the side, you know, yeah, all these things. Yeah. you know, you know, that I was really getting my affairs together. So yeah. 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 Um, Bonzi was, it was, I was in no rush, you know, I was in no rush and I knew that, the approach that I, I was giving the music, the album, even if it took me 10 years, it wouldn't sound outdated. It would just sound different mm. because I was not in contention with anything around me except for myself, you mm. know? Mm. And that's what we're hearing, you know? That's like, that's, that's it. Mm. So, yeah. If you can uh, um, expand on the meaning of um, Bonzi. Uh-huh. So I mean, I was in my, I was in quite a, in, in the, you know, in two minds. Well, I say two. I'm not, you know, the people in my head are plenty, and also outside. But <laughs> I really, I decided I was going to call it Bonzi during the lockdown. Mm. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was going to call it Mum actually, mm. like. But but as an initial, as a mind of Mensa. Mm, okay, oh, okay, okay. But I, you know, but I was like, okay, maybe not. Just this kind of narcissistic thing. So let me not call it mind of Mensa. Let me call it Bonzi because <laughs> Bonzi, <laughs> because Bonzi is not actually my name. Um, no, so yeah, I mean, I was having conversations, you know, with Irene, and we were just like going back and forth, and I was just really thinking about. I was having conversations with my dad prior to that. Like, and my dad is somebody who lives his entire life. His entire like dogma is the etymology of things, like the origins of things. Like he's really mm. into that. He feels like mm. nothing is named for nothing, mm. you know? And so even right. him, like when he, when he hits 60, he changed his name from Tommy, Tommy, which is Tommy, Thomas, mm-hmm. to Tumi. Mm. You know, because he felt like he had to find something that connected with him and mm. was an everyday reminder of what his purpose here is, you know? Mm. And to me, it's power. Yes, it? yes. The will, power. willpower. Will, willpower know? to me. You know? Right. So it's like, it's something that's also stayed with me. And, you know, having conversations like names like, Nefertiti and it's like when you do your history and you find out that the account people came from you know Egypt and so on and so forth and they'll tell you that there's similarities in language like Nefertiti and so on and so forth you know like all these things that like mm. I'm 
constantly, mm. you know, and Count Count Basie, which is like and like Count Basie is like an old um, jazz um, musician from the 1940s and so on and so forth. But if you see, if you Google him, and you see he looks just like my 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 great grandfather, literally. Oh, but he was wow. a yeah, but he was a African American jazz musician. And my dad mm. is like, his name's it's wow. Basie, mm. <laughs> you know. And BSC is also, <laughs> you know, it's like that's my dad's like cousins and whatnot. So mm. it's like he he mm. connects everything. He just right. connects all the names, mm. you know. So I was like, okay, cool. So back to like me and Irena going back and forth, we were telling her what my name meant. Bonzi was like, okay, should we call it um, Speak Up? And I feel like Speak Up was a bit like too self-righteous and whatnot. And just like, and also for me being a Ghanaian artist, how do I present an album title that, makes people want to dig deeper mm. into the meaning of things rather than make it easy for mm. outsiders let's say non-ghanian people just say speak up or speak or speak was a let your voice be heard or then i start sounding like a like a like a choir or something like some <laughs> king's choir you know <laughs> lift, lift up your voice and be heard or whatnot you know so i thought you know okay cool <laughs> if we're listening to hip-hop music and they're using words like yo is lit and you know on the street corner right. and you have to go and read the you know some something on the internet to find out what it means the street corner and mm. you know then you are Scroo- tapping you know I'm saying you're tapping into other people's <laughs> culture and you know yeah, and all right. the time so how do we get people to also tap into ours ours which is why we're big on pigeon english and using all the slang and whatnot because oh. then you enter our world for a change you know this is what changing yeah. the narrative is really all about you know mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and so yeah i thought bonzi and you know we both agreed on it and it just started ruminating on it and then everything we did had that you know, um, as the foundation, you know? So if you look at even the Kickstarter and the Anu De Bed series, all mm-hmm. of that was just about people discovering their voices and really like just getting in touch with that inner voice mm-hmm. that has something to say to set you free, really, you know what I mean? And so even during the lockdown when we did the, um, the Anu De Bed series where we had um people just asking people to you know tell us what kept them up at night and so on and so mm. forth you know people found that as a as a channel to really discover themselves and just like find a voice not to say that people don't but it's like tapping into into a subconscious that they wouldn't otherwise you know so everything since the lockdown has been connected to where we are now and mm. it continues, you know, now that the album's coming, there's more things that you, and then you, in the long run, you see the full picture and it's like everything, you know, is, is connected in that sense. Um, so yeah. Right. Bonzi. Great. That's, that's... great, great, great. So um, the first song on Bonzi, um, Carry Go. Yeah. I think that just by the, 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 the start, the start of the rap, it answered so many questions that you know. I would have loved to ask you, right? You know, one on one, yeah. Right. And just by saying that, um, for some time, rap did bore me. Yeah, you know, like um, I know the first time I got introduced to your music was when you and uh, VVIP, right? Yeah, did um. If that you song, know. if you don't know, yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was in um, junior high 
form two or something. Yeah. Wow. And Andres Mills was came to class was like, yo, there's this new kid. He did it, you know. He was just going off. I said, like, who's this new artist? And at home, I um I don't watch TV. Like my opinion on the make I watch TV. So I need to look for moments and you know, time and place to get some of the music and or watch and, and stuff. And I finally yeah. Yeah, yeah, finally caught up to the music and that's when I fell in love with uh, Mensa. And since then, I don't think at the time we had seen anything that's anything like what she brought, you know, and f- because of that, we feel like when we talk of rap music, like Mensa is supposed to be at a certain place, like Mensa, because we feel like you were, you came with something that went mainstream and like nobody if it inspires so many people, no, but I don't think anybody could can top those moments, right? So it's like, when would Mensa give us that album? Like, we feel like you can give us that rap album. But when you say, at some point, then rap the ball me, also, I, I, I feel it because sometimes as creatives, people don't understand that we also get uninspired sometimes mm. we we go through depression mm. we go through issues and it mm. affects the way we see things and create you know and uh, sometimes too along the lines we s- sort of find a purpose you know in what we are doing so certain things that we used to do it's no more of interest and so it answers a whole um love for me but right. at the same time i'm thinking what what actually could make rap the ball this amazing rapper, this amazing yeah. writer? What actually could make rap? Everybody boring? else's rap was boring me, except for me now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, I think, I think you, I think, I think what you just said is, it's a big chunk of the truth. And also, if I'm being literal with what I what for some time a rap study bore me, then I stopped the feeling they do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. It was like I grew up like aspiring to be like the Yankee rappers and you know spitting bars and whatnot. And then I was spitting bars, so I was like, okay, cool, I'm spitting bars. I can go on the same stage with my favorite rapper, and I did. You know, mm. and so I was like, okay, that's cool. It, it's it, you know, I'm coming from a different angle. They're coming from a different place, but we can make this work. So, okay, that's that's one thing. Then, you know, the industry like Ghana is like there was a lot of music going on and very little quality control, which is something right. that's when like mm. my snobbish nature you know, for music comes into play. Mm. And I just really was looking for something else, you know. It's just really about me looking for something else. Um, What actually happened, once again, if I'm being literal, is that I really couldn't hear any rappers saying anything new, mm. you know. Like, I just, right. I wanted something. And so for me, like, there's a few rappers who, when I listen to them, like, yeah, wow, this is great. Because then they start going into, like, imaginative, like, or uh, they, they, like, make-believe 
worlds and so they take me on a journey where it's like they start talking about things that i would never um conjure in my brains unless i followed their lead you know so they take right. me you know what i mean and right. so i liked when right. rappers talked about like space or like like intergalactical whatever and whatnot and just like take me on a journey because rap mostly is about storytelling and just like creating universes in your brain mm. um but I just wasn't getting enough of that. But instrumentals actually started doing that for me. So I started mm-hmm. buying mm. instrumental versions of rap albums. Wow. Oh. Okay. So then I'll just be like, okay, I can imagine Buster Rhymes on this beat, even though this is a Lil Wayne beat. I wonder what Buster Rhymes mm. would do. Then I start like imagining what Buster Rhymes would do on it, you know, and mm. start telling my own stories via Buster Rhymes or via, you know, whoever I was feeling, you know, I'm just, these are just two examples, but I just started like, so for me, instrumentals became the thing for me because, mm. and also because they're so repetitive, it becomes tantric. So I can start like going to like a meditative mode and just like really go to like a different space. So it was literally just lyricism just wasn't doing much for me, you know? Mm. And then through that, I started going like back into a lot of like jazz music, soul, experimental, electronic music and so on and so forth. Just, just looking for different things that I could attach my skills to as an MC. Mm-hmm. So then say for some time, their rap study bore me. Then I stopped the feeling they do nothing for me. They say, Mensa, where you go, Dave? We see you, chair. Sack the money, can't reach. You know, they see you here. It's like, I just wasn't interested in the, that narrative anymore. The you know, the comparisons and this, doing this and this, this, this. It's like, okay, these guys are doing what they're doing. They did them a space, but I need to find something else for myself, mm. you know? And here we are. I think I've been able to piece together small, small ideas to create an album, you know, for you guys and for myself. But it really was just me just not wanting to hear rap, rap on beats anymore. The beats were doing much more for me than lyricism, you know, Mm -hmm. if I'm being literal with this, you know, Mm -hmm. and perhaps helped me hone my skills as as a producer as well, because I could hear intricately what was happening. Mm. All right. Um, And I think... You know, Carry You Go also has like the start of the themes that I felt throughout the whole album was, you know, Mbisa and Eyes But No Eyes and Questions, Questions for the Gods was the sense of curiosity, like the need to ask questions and kind of challenge the status quo just a bit more fiercely. Um, What do you feel, what do you feel curious about nowadays? Like, is there anything that you have questions about that you just feel like are still unanswered that you're still asking questions about? And is that correct? Is it, is it that theme of of curiosity? Because I really did feel like you were asking a lot on this album. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder, apart from like, I wonder if we are going to live to see like really like the next 20 years what humanity is going to be like that's something i'm really interested in like i feel like it's not even it's not even like uh, uh what you want to call it it's not um the what's it the the climate of you know situation i just feel mm. like just we're just living in a very um unsustainable way is that a word is that way yeah, yeah, like yeah. the way we're That's living is not sustainable yeah. you know so yeah. if, if some kind of supply chain breaks down where everything's mm-hmm. just gonna like just 
right. crumble. Yeah. I like I really yeah. think about that quite quite often. Yeah. But if I'm being honest with like and that's like on a gro- like the global like a uh, um external level, but mm-hmm. if I'm being introspective really I I you guys know that you know I I've been making music professionally for quite a while only because I started when I was quite young. Mm, so now yeah. I my question is what's next? Mm. You know, what's next? Mm. Am I mm. like am I going to be am I going to have the energy, the physical energy to continue making albums? Mm. Or am I want am I going to want to venture into something else? Mm-hmm. I also really think about my kids and like what the next 10 years is because then they'll be young adults and I mm-hmm. always wonder what my relationship with them is going to be like and mm-hmm. how you know how like how they're going to turn out when they discover themselves mm-hmm. fully like those are the mm-hmm. things that you mm-hmm. know I think mm-hmm. about and just to be honest with you like I'm not that yeah, man, I'm quite linear in these kind of things, but like, I'm not thinking about really like, hey, you know, it's like, because I'm seeing everything around me and I, I'm, you know, the older you become, you understand human nature and patterns and things like that, you know? And so you just find your way or your position in in life or in your community and you play your part and you deal mm. with people and so on and so forth. So I'm not worried too much about that, like, you know, what's going to happen with my friends, my family and all those kind of things. Like, I don't really think too much about, but it's about my curiosity is now is like, where is life going to lead me and what's the next adventure? If I'm being honest, it's not, I don't, I know it doesn't sound uh, profound or whatnot, but really it's just like, what's next, you know? What's mm. next? Where is it going to go? Um, I Well, I wasn't looking for like a profound answer. I think that's, I mean, if that's how you're feeling, I think mm. that is, that is good enough. Um, on, on take my losses, I felt like, I mean, I might be reading things into it, but I felt like there was a certain longing or a pursuit for something greater for yourself or for your peers. Like, what do you, what do you see your legacy as? Like, you know, what, what do you think you're going to be remembered for? Like Mensa, who is Mensa to the people? Talimimimu! (laughs) <laughs> I, really I really don't know man like I really, like I was listening to another podcast that I shared with Irene and this is yesterday these guys so basically they were um um analyzing the album or doing a review mm. or whatever and they, they reviewed mm. a couple of other songs from other artists and when it came to me it was like quite extended extensive mm. And the way they spoke of me, I was like, this is what they're going to remember me by, I guess, mm. you know, mm. and all these mm. accolades and so on and so forth. And it really like, I was like, nah, accolades, they're impaired. I don't like accolades, you know, mm. I, I really don't know. And I think for me, so what I'm trying to focus on and I'll come back to this longing thing. Mm. is that I think what I'm going to focus on is really just how to become a better person for all the people who are good to me in my life. 
And I really like, I want to. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I really like, because I've, you know, like I was saying, listening to that podcast, okay, this, they're just going to be deep. But I just want somebody to say something, somebody who had a personal relationship with me to say something that is like, wow, that Mm. guy knows how to fix broken chalewotes. If your chalewote is broken, take it mm. to him he'll fix it for you <laughs> free of charge <laughs> that was the best thing ever you know i just i want you know i want something it's that's more meaningful like it's tangible yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. exactly yeah. you know and so like i was speaking to my kid's mom the other day and she you know she says oh you know it's like the kids have you wrapped around their finger and you know it's like when they're with me and it's reviews, i don't do this and it's like dude i just i'm pretty strict and i'm quite you know I like, I do like discipline and anybody who knows me around my kids, but I also want to be offensively kind to my kids, you know, that Mm. if they want something and I have it, I'll make sure that they get it in abundance because Mm. I want them Mm. to remember me as my dad was an asshole, but he was kind. You know, like, <laughs> you know I'm saying? It's where like, did the <laughs> asshole come from? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm an asshole to my kids, man. I really am, like, I prank no, but, them. But that, that, that's balanced, though. That's yeah. balanced. Yeah. They're kind of yeah. asshole. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, that's that makes, balance. That makes yeah, I can, like, I can do with balance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> um, you know, I just really like, it's just really about, it's about, and also it's like, I reached an age where you start telling yourself, I'm not taking shit from anybody. Can we swear on this? Can we cuss? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, I'm not taking shit from yes. anybody and mm. I really don't take shit from anybody. Like, mm. from mm. nobody. Not my mom, not my dad, not my eldest mm. brothers. No, like, you know, people close to me, my work colleagues. Like, I absolutely, like, stop the nonsense. If I feel like mm. this is, like, crossing the line, I just, like, stop it right there and then. But then there's also that that can also turn you instantly into an asshole that because you feel like oh i'm in a position where it's like you know not even a position like i'm in a place in my life where it's just like i don't need any nonsense even when somebody's trying to check me on my bullshit i take it as hey charlie don't bring your nonsense to me and i'm going to stop you right Mm. there in your tracks Mm. you know so it's also about just Mm. really being able to be effectively self-assessing that makes sense right Yes, to be able to check myself. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that I know the difference between stopping the bullshit and also Mm. accepting that somebody's calling me out on my bullshit. Yeah, but also Mm. stopping your own bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, and stopping my own bullshit. So these are things I think. Yeah, it's like, and so if I'm able to achieve these little things, I become a better person for the people who I really care about Mm. around me. You know. That's really like what I've been going through. So I've been kind of withdrawing a little bit from a lot of people and just like really ruminating on my methods and the way I do things, you know, and and Mm. just finding different ways of doing things and being authentic. I think, Mm. you know, um, at the risk of sounding cliche or whatnot, it's about really being like as authentic as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that people can say nice, regular things about me. You know, regular, not, oh, the guy is this, he did. They called me a genius. It's like, hey, <laughs> so I don't need this pressure. Don't be giving, 
<laughs> amongst my friends, I'm the dumbest motherfucker amongst my friends. Don't be calling me those. If you do that, then you know my my family, my brothers be calling me. I don't know what say a genius now. Who, who you know? Do you think? Do you, do you think that's why people have like stage names? Because your stage name is your name. Like even yeah. though it has the three in there, I, yeah. I, I think That's so. The when problem. somebody's talking about Mensa, it's like so, you. It's the me, me. Yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you should have like changed my your, name. Yeah, change your name. If you yeah. were to you change your name, his, what should it? What would? What would you? You should have kept Uncle Shine. Yeah, Charlie, Uncle Shine. Uncle I Shine mean, is really corny. That's all. Sorry. I'm sure there's a deeper meaning, but no, it's just do you know what? Like I have less. I have cousins who are like a little bit older than me, like what, like ten, fifteen years older than me, and they had kids when they were like eighteen, nineteen, which means that their kids were almost like my age. And then when I was in mm-hmm. high school, everybody was calling me Shine. They were also like coming into high school, but they couldn't call me Shine, so they called me. Uncle Shine, <laughs> and then all my friends who came to the house, he's, they see these little kids around the house going Uncle Shine, Uncle Shine, and that just and that became. And then I told it, heads, if when Jem went away and I stopped calling me Uncle in front of my friends, then they started calling me Wafa B, which is like Wafa Bonzi. Mm, That's like so, if, you know. Oh, okay. So this Wafa B thing, and it's just like I don't know, like I don't know what I would call myself otherwise, and also I just feel like because one of my biggest things is like being as honest and as like just bear my yeah. soul or my music. Like why would I call myself something else? Mm, hmm. True. Mm. You see what I'm saying? True. Like this is me, you know, mm. it's me. Like true. imagine like, like why, why is it that you, I guess so. But imagine if I worked in, once again, I've using this bank reference. If I worked in a, 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 a carpenter's shop, a carpenter's mm-hmm. factory. Imagine that every time I went there, I used a different name. Mm. Like how's juicy? Yeah. And I come home and it's like, but I guess in Ghana it's, it's allowed though. A lot of Ghanaians like are called by their English or their Christian names at mm. work, Benjamin, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you mm-hmm. and then you come home and their name mm-hmm. is Obimpe something or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so and then amongst to, their friends, there's another have different yeah. names. Yeah, yeah. But I guess on the global level, like more people just your name. And for me, it's like this music is like it's my nine to five. So my name yeah. is my name, and that's you know yeah. it's. I think you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't imagine being called anything else. I'll think of it. Maybe I'll come think up with it. Think about it. Yeah. Mm. They're creative. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So let, let 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 me let me jump more into uh, some of the the songs on on the album. Yeah, my favorite my favorite on the album is, oh wow, and it's definitely not <laughs> the your one, favorite. The one, <laughs> is it no, Bisa? Is it Bisa? Is it no? It's oh, not Bisa. It's with uh, Gasmela. Oh. Ah, Mokosani. Um, Mokosani. Yeah. Mokosani is my favorite, and I think it might also be f- for the fact that Mensa was singing in Ga. <laughs> and also he killed it but also I've, I don't know for some reason it gave me so much imagery listening to the song right. because um, I also grew up in a similar neighborhood as yours uh, Latabel Koshi Soko right, right, so it means right. we are around right. Bananain right, 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 Mampubi right, right. so 
when somebody says, Yeah. Like it's like a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like squad. You yeah, know, we are yeah, organizing yeah. squad. We are going to someone's start house. Trouble. Yeah. It yeah. start trouble. And I don't the house is not going to sit down for you to just start trouble. It means that the whole house you know, so yeah. So when I'm listening to the song and you're singing uh what's name um uh, what was it said in English and I'll I'll know Yeah, so when when um uh you, you went to the the somebody's house to all uh, right uh, right yeah, when you, after crashing the car Yes, yes. Yeah, after after crashing the car you went to somebody's house to yeah. Yeah. go cause for the cause trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I just saw I I saw a whole lifestyle flash yeah. before my eye. You know, if you've lived in <laughs> yeah. those neighborhoods, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's one of my no, absolutely. Songs. So Mukusani was just like me, just really going back like twenty years or even like in my childhood and just looking into like compound houses and all the yes. Ghana families yes. I grew up around yes. and all the, I mean half of half of okay. So I'll tell you something. So okay, for those who don't understand, um, the song is like Minkebo Adoli Waye Mukumukusani. So it's like Adole is my girlfriend, and she's stressing about another girl called Tilly. Like, what's going on? I'm like, okay, look, I love you, but Tilly and I, we go back in a way that we're not. It's not even. It's not a friendship. It's like, it's a whole lifestyle. It's a life together that we spend. It's, it's not a romantic thing, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's. She was like one of the boys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to, for me, like to, speaking Ga. I wanted it to be authentic and really because I learned Ga as a kid. So I wanted when I when I speak Ga, it takes me back to a certain era, you know, mm-hmm. of my growing up. So I really wanted to have like my listeners also like, you know, come on that journey right. with me. You know what I mean? Just to right. you know, and I think that's that's what's that's what's really happened to you. So Adote is somebody who grew up with me in my neighborhood and he started driving at, at a very early age, like around well, like 14, you know, and as yeah, soon as he people like that too, yes. And as soon as he got his father's like car, my house yeah. was the first place he would come to. No, what am I talking about? This is like even 12 or 13, you know, my house yeah. would be the first place he'd come to come and pick me up. Then we'd just be driving on the back roads, you know. And then when he got better, he stopped coming <laughs> to my house and he was going all the way to Osu and things without me. That's cool. But I also learned to drive <laughs> using his dad's car the mm. crazy thing is i scratched his dad's car you know and when i scratched it we all knew there was a scratch but we didn't come out of the car to see <laughs> what the scratch was is when he got home and his dad was like what do you have to take car and, and he had to take the rap for it because he'd be in more trouble if one mm. underage mm. stolen a car mm. two letting his mm. friend drive the car mm. Mm. so i turned the story around and i was like you know you know that day when um Tilly scratched my father's car, I took the rap for it, and then, and then I was talking about Adute's father um trying to um harass Tilly like because she was growing, right, she was a teenager, right, right, and he kind right. of was like, you know, we went there and where I feel a shaky, like you know, you better stop giving Tilly mm-hmm. a hard time. So so I'm just talking about just little, just you know neighborhood things and um and it. 
it really I really wanted because you know I come also from a um, a background of like storytelling with music with cause of money you know one and two mm. and all that stuff so it's like storytelling is, is really important it's really important to me mm. um and then putting Gasmilla on there first wow. of all when I sent him the song I just wanted him to I just I a part of me was like this guy even though he's such a nice guy and he's said so many kind things about me, I just expect this guy to come and say, oh, Numwe. He, call, he always calls me Numwe. Mm. He'll say something like, oh, Numwe, oh, if I'm busy for you, no, next time. Just to say, you know, I can't do the song. I'm a little mm. bit busy. But really what he's saying is like, your guy is bullshit. I'm not <laughs> invited. You know what i Like, I don't want to be a part of this. You're cool. Go and do your pigeon and your slangs, but leave the guy alone. <laughs> and I was like, just do... So I, basically I was using, I was using Gasmilla as a, what's it called? Like a litmus test, you know? Mm. So it's be like, if he, if he, if he jumped on the song, I'd be like, mm. yes, this song is good to go. Cause he's like, for me, he's like the most incredible guy rapper, you know, one of the, the, you know, the few amazing guy rappers. So yeah, he, he keeps proving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy is like, and it's crazy. Thing, like I sent him the song and I think the next day I was like on the train going somewhere. He had already sent me a recorded version a mixed version sent me the, wow. the 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 stem the files for the song and the wow. raw version so that if I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do with it and wow. on the twins files and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be on a song with Gasmilla <laughs> and I'm singing in Ga and he has not said a single Beautiful thing Jewish. about mm. my mm. you know my Ga I still couldn't believe it. So I sent, I sent him a message saying, but what about my gun? What do you think? And he was like, ah, what do you mean? It's perfect. So, hey. are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But what he did, that bastard, Gasmilla, was that the verse that he did, it took me, like, I had to listen to the song for like two weeks to fully understand what he was saying yeah. because it was yeah, so layered yeah, something different yeah it's so layered right so, every so time layered. you listen to it it's like yeah it, it's so layered it's so layered and he also tells a story you know yeah and so i was like ah okay so you're trying to tell me that my guy is okay <laughs> okay but this is how it is <laughs> done it's done <laughs> let me show you because he raps and he goes into song and then he just like I mean it's it's so yeah, beautiful yeah. what he does on there yeah. but he really shows and then, the, who's who the cadence was incredible I mean, the way he yeah, yeah. he just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean it's you like know, the way he packs the words it was very incredible yeah. I mean the guy is so like wow. you know me when I because I'm coming from um, like a, a producer background with mindset also is like when I hear him on different things I know that he's so versatile like he's mm. really gifted as an artist you know as a musician and so i just knew that if i did a song like this with him he would deliver and go beyond and that's what he did and he really showed me who is who on, <laughs> on that track but it's like you know this is what it's about it's like if you're going yeah. to collaborate find the person who's best at their craft mm. you know mm -hmm. and understands you know what you're trying to achieve yeah, I do like that song. I really do like that song. Yeah, I feel like I need to go song. back and listen because I um 
My How's dance, your gun? Very basic. It's very basic. I went to yeah. seven grades, so I I sort of know. Oh, you just what? Around his nev- yeah. his neighborhood. I, I know, I know. So I went to three different schools in Dunsmore. Okay, so <laughs> I went to Alpha Beta. I went to seven no. grades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And then I went to Day Spring. Day Spring is like a smaller school in the corner of the Dunsmore markets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? So I, I Control markets. Control markets behind control markets. This is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to I yeah Alphabeta first. I went to um, kindergarten, um, and then I went to high school for a bit, and then their school fees got ridiculous. And yeah, then, yeah, it became an international <laughs> school. It became it became yeah. ridiculous, and then my parents were like, "Okay, we'll take it to seven grades." As a seven grades for and not the boarding part, just the, the day school. Right. I was right. there for maybe a year and a half and then my I started it was like my rebellious year. So my, my right. parents felt like seven grades is the reason why. Yeah. So like okay, mm. let's move from seven mm. grades and then I, I went to Day Spring and then I from Day Spring I came I came here. So yeah, Dalsama is, is like crazy. my playing. You kept that like, quiet? Oh, all of my friends, I like I'm in Dalsaman maybe like ninety percent of the time when I'm in Ghana. So I I speak like I don't speak Ga at all. I understand very basic, very basic. Mm. So Mokosane like it, it went over my head. Right, like right, massively right, right. went over my head. Salam Salam Jay will will we'll break it down for you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is it's yeah. like it's my, very, my, my, no, go ahead. my grandma is gone, so uh uh-huh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh Connects and I mean, like, when you're in Latvia, because she's so cool, Shukura, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't, you yeah, can't you go can't, without no, speaking. You can't, that. you can't yeah. not learn Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can't not not say you don't see drama every day. <laughs> I mean, that radio good area. Forget it. Yeah, re- yeah, yeah, radio good. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, compound houses was you know, it's the way. Yeah, yeah, it's something you see yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Um. So if we if we so my favorite track is Bisa, um, I I I think it's it's what so I I discovered you, I was doing, I was I think I've told you the story before, but I was doing an internship as part of my uni course, and there was a lady I don't know if I can say her name on the podcast, maybe you can bleep it out as along. There's a lady that worked there come here, and I, I think she was managing you at the time. I don't know what she was doing. <sighs> <laughs> but she used yeah. to play your she used to play your records in the That's in the right, office. Yeah. yeah. And then and then I, I and then I got to know you guys and I'm number one Mango Street. Was ah, out. Okay. So, yeah, and the one Mango yeah. Street. So like I that's how I discovered you. So I think I, I like the fact that One Love was on there. But I also like this whole idea of curiosity and asking yeah. questions. And there's a line right. that you say I don't remember what year you referenced, but you say you decided a long time ago that you would not lie to your kids, like playing mm-hmm. back on this idea yeah. of honesty. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, what was the last lie you told your kids and why did you tell it? I mean, you know, I, I don't lie to my kids. I have to say, I don't, I don't mm. like, you know, like if they ask me that, you know, is this going to happen? Are we going to do this? Mm. Or will you, or if they ask me like things about religion and so on and so forth and mm. just serious things. I don't, I try, I try, I try and speak to, I try and be as mature to my kids 
as possible without losing them. Do you understand? Like losing them mm. in the conversation. Mm, 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 mm. But I mean, like they'll ask me things like, oh, daddy, will you buy me this shoe? Like my youngest has now been going on the internet and she's been going on River Island to look for <laughs> shoes. And then she'll, <laughs> and she'll email it to me. <laughs> Tell her to get ASOS. Get her to get the ASOS out. <laughs> but she's going to River Island. But the thing is, that she's, this is how I know she's a baby, right? Like, after she's like, Dad, did you get my email? Yeah, I want, you, I, I want, I want those shoes from Riverside. From Riverside. And I know she means River. So I'm like, yeah, sure. If you can show me <laughs> those shoes from Riverside, it has to be Riverside. So now she's looking for shoes from Riverside and I know she means River Island. You know? <laughs> I don't even think River Island exists anymore. Maybe it doesn't exist at shops, but yeah, maybe yeah, online. online. I think does, online okay. it does, yeah. Wow. Um That's you know so Yeah, I mean I do procrastinate on like things. But I don't think, if they ask me, mm. you know, I don't volunteer certain informations, mm. informations, mm. but mm. if I get asked, dear, that one, I have to tell them oh, the truth. Mm. Yeah, 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 I have mm. to. I owe it to myself and to them. And that line, what I said was really about, if I'm interested in my kids really knowing their identity and using that to seek their own truth and finding their place in this society that we're in. Mm. It starts with their idea of themselves and who their God is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and their mom is, is religious and the way she practices religion is, it's a very healthy, it's a very healthy way. You know, it's like people have their beliefs and I respect it. And we have really interesting conversations when we are friends but um <laughs> you know when they start talking to me about it, but you know they start talking to me about jesus and things like that and I, I have to be respectful i have to say well you know your mom believes something different and so on and so forth but this is what i believe in it's a choice you just have to kind of just see these two sides and then when you grow up you can you know decide which way you want to go because you know spirituality is important people we all need something to latch on to and what we mm. believe in and so on and so forth so you know when i wrote the song when i wrote these lyrics um which was like two years ago my eight year old was not asking me about religion you know mm. um and certain difficult questions so it was easy for me to say you know 2010 be when me i make mm. decision no lying to my kids and no fake religion and so on and so forth but you know, it's like, I can't sit here and call a religion fake. There are fake mm. aspects to, you, right. know, you know, like religions that have real meanings to people who I value and people mm. whose intelligence I, 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 I attest to, you know, who, whose knowledge I respect and are also very mm. religious. And I know they know something that I don't know. So I can't dismiss anybody's religion in that sense. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just like right. the aspects on how people are abusing other people's faiths and their vulnerability. Yeah. And, you know, and it's mm. like, that's what really yeah. I am fighting against. It's not about, you know, the authenticity or whoever's, whatever you believe in is, is yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so that 
now this conversation about religion and you know it's not as easy you know mm. actually it's easier for me to speak to my kids about sexuality and mm. um the concept of being non-binary and so on and so forth it's easier for me to kind of talk about those things mm. than speaking about religion i feel like it's far mm. more complex and nuanced mm. you know mm. and so we touch on it in a Yeah but yeah generally I'm quite honest to my kids I I try to be as honest to my kids as possible mm. but if you make the mistake and you don't get your facts right and it works to my to my benefit I just want to tell girl. her that it's real yeah. <laughs> that one girl leave so leave to her. her shoes yeah you know it's like it's like like it was a time when she didn't know like um like um currency very well and she asked me for like mm. like that I saw this thing and it's 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 30p and I just like you know it's like okay she means 30 pounds you know and then I'll just <laughs> take my 20 pence coin and 10 pence so I'll give it to him like okay here you are now go you know it's like just foolish things that I like you know but generally I'm quite um candid with my kids mm. actually yeah. yeah that's interesting that you spoke about um religion because um Essie wanted us to ask you this question. Oh, I see. I see. So, let me try let me try and read um her question. Mm. So, so she said for Ghanaian parents, it seems like one of their greatest fulfillment when it comes to raising children is to transmit their religion and values. And and to the contrary, a child who moves away from religion is often seen as disappointment or failure. Yeah. As a parent yourself, What's your relationship with religion or spirituality? Do you consider yourself religious? Do you make conscious efforts to raise your kids in a religious environment? I don't consider myself a very spiritual person. I'm I'm looking for my for my thing. My dad is my dad is very spiritual. My dad is Hindu. My mom is also very is very religious and spiritual you know she's mm. christian you know and mm. a lot of my musical education has come from you know my religious education you know and so like you know i don't know if you know this but i was like in a choir and i was playing piano in church and so on and so forth and that's really like like that's really the foundation of how i put harmonies and melodies together that's from spending so much time um in the ashrams and in uh, a church you know with musicians mm. but um through the years you know like i've kind of veered off and i discovered rap music alcohol harmless drugs and things like that so it's like i know that god is like hey my guy I don't, you know I so don't, so me I and him we haven't been okay. cool <laughs> we haven't been uh. cool <laughs> yeah So I leave, you know. But if I'm talking about my relationship, my my relationship with um, my parents and and like I have real conversations with my mom. Like say for instance, um, on my like when I think when I turned 36, my mom sent me like a message. Like my mom always sends me brilliant, incredible messages. But on one birthday, she sent me a message saying like, "Oh, you know, with the blood of God and this, 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 and you know, and Jesus, that this, 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 this." And I know that for her, it was like. She was really like sending me blessings, but then I said to her, "Look, man, I love you, mom, and you're my mother, and you you're the reason why I'm here." But I cannot connect with this message. Like mm. the way I'm feeling today, I really want you to tell me something 
personal. Like, say something to me, something that I like I can hold on to, you know? And so, bless her, my mom, it took her like three hours. And I know that in that time, she went from, how dare you? I'm wishing you blessings in the name of God and so on and so forth. And this is what you can say to me too. <laughs> like, are you now, he, like, are you like, are you the devil's reincarnated now? Like, you know, I think she went through all the phases of all the shit that, you know, an African parents would say to you. And then eventually she's like, it's his, it's his birthday. This is what he's asking from you. And I said to do this for me as a birthday present. So she came back and, man, she said some of the most beautiful things to me, you know? And I was like, oh. mom, this is like, this is, this is what means something to me, you know? It's like, this is when God is manifesting, you know? Like, so mm. Mm. in that process, I told her that I, I don't think I'm Christian. You know, I think, mm. I don't think that I am, but, you know, not to offend you or anything, but, you know, I'm, I'm going through my own journey in life and I'm discovering different things. And this is not to, to denounce or to, um, to nullify the importance of, what you believe in and what you've raised mm. me up to become. But, you know, mm. and my dad, my dad, my dad says he's Hindu, but really what he is is an old school hippie, you know? <laughs> you said my dad was like the same age as like the Beatles. And so when they all turned, when yeah. they all went to India, he also went there. Mm. He was at uh, Woodstock, mm. you know, did all the experimental drugs mm. and all those things. Yes. You know? And then he became Hindu and stayed that way. The good thing about it is that, you know, it makes him quite open-minded and mm. he does yoga. He's been doing yoga for over 50 years. So he's mm. as fit wow. as a fiddle, you know? Love it. So there's that aspect of it, but also like, you know, the Hindu gods and the thing. It's nice fairy tales. I like them, but I can't apply them. You know, I know I'm mm. going to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> he said nice fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So okay. to answer your question, I respect religious people. I respect what spirituality means to people. And I know like you meet a, somebody who is like, who doesn't declare their spirituality, but you know that they're centered, you know, you know that they believe in something and it, they're, they're guided in there. They're in a space where it's almost like the spirit is strong, you know, unshakable, you know, and then no matter what's And I admire that, you know, but I, I need to find my own thing. And I don't think maybe uh, perhaps, you know, Christianity or whatever it is, is it, maybe right now that's not my thing, you know? Um, and because also like when I see what's happening in Ghana and how it's being misused and how people mm -hmm. are being cheated out of their very livelihoods and opportunities and mm. different kinds of educations and so on and so forth, it makes me very angry the way yeah. we have, we have, we've blindly, held on to a certain aspect of religion that does no good for us, you know? Mm -hmm. It's difficult for me to just let it go in that sense. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think at the no. end of the day, we're all looking for a form of spirituality and like mm. a higher, um, a connection with a higher force. I think we all are, you know? All right. Oh. Um, we've definitely taken you for more than the time that I promised you that we'll take you. So, okay. um, I'm okay. going to wrap up, but I have, I have one question which leads into other questions, but they're very rapid, quick fire. Um, okay. and they're based, well, they're quick fire based on how you answer them, <laughs> but, um, they're based on question, questions for the gods. 
Right. Um, so these are questions for the rap slash producer god, um, Mensa. Uh, oh, that's me. So okay. That's you. That's you. <laughs> that's you. Um, so I'll go through them and answer them very quickly if you can. Because okay. um, okay. that's the point of rapid fire. Um, okay. What's the last thing you searched online? Oh my God. Uh, David McDonald. Who's that? Exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> and that was last night. Last okay. night. Um, okay. Hold on a sec. Mm. <laughs> I, just, I didn't start obscenities. I was just like, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it rains and the snails and the slugs come out, where are they going? They're crossing the road. They're crossing the road. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite smell? <laughs> My farts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, wow, this is a work of art. Work of, work of fart. It's really the work of fart. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, what's the right way to make coffee? As strong as possible and no milk or sugar. Mm. If you were to get abducted by aliens, what's the first thing you would do? Please give me five minutes. I want to pick up my laptop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we <laughs> yeah, um, I'll definitely what? ask to go and grab something. My laptop or my drum okay. machine. Yeah. Drum machine, yeah. yeah. Um, Speak, uh, music, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that way they'll they'll let you go. Yeah, once they start hearing the music, like, what is this? Return this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. What is the key to living a fulfilling life? Hmm. Boy, is to pretend money doesn't mean anything to you, but work hard for money. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Clip that. That's Salam. Deep. Yeah. Um, if you could That's be deep. a fly on the wall, who would you listen in on? If I could be a fly on the wall, who would I listen in on? Mm. Piers Morgan. That's Piers good. Morgan. I mean, because we know he's saying all types of N-words. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is the worst song ever? The worst song ever. The worst uh, song uh, ever. What could that be? There is no such thing. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. If you listen to anything why, why horrible enough, you, you start like liking it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right, right. Um, what is right. the coolest sound? <clears throat> the coolest sound is... That coolest sound also doesn't mean that it's necessarily a good thing, but I love mm. it when I can hear water dripping somewhere, mm. you know, mm. or maybe like even like rain from outside oh until God. you find out that actually... Mm there's a leakage in your ceiling and that water <laughs> is going straight into your printer. <laughs> does, this sound, does this sound a bit too... <laughs> sounds a bit 
close to home. Like yeah. it's happened. It's going straight recently. into yes, straight into your printer. <laughs> Whole spiel about the karma and how I listen to, to rain sounds. No, 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 I guess no. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can answer older or youngest um, on this one because we don't want to say their names. But which okay. one of your daughters are you the most secretly scared of? My oldest. Your eldest. <laughs> when I tell her off, and she's growing really tall. She's now she's here. She's only ten and she's here. Wow. And I'm not short. I'm almost six foot. You know. She's yeah. here. Mm. Sometimes when I tell her off, she looks at me like, my, <laughs> do you want to kick my ass? <laughs> like, you better not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she's absolutely, she's absolutely in love with me though. Aww. She's absolutely in love with me. My youngest though, I feel like, will reach a point where she's like dad i'm gonna teach you a lesson so when the kids <laughs> used to fuck with me now i'll show you who's who <laughs> yeah and she would like she's because she's a prankster you know she's a real I prankster see. so i feel like yeah, but my, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but my eldest is like sometimes when i like and she can she like i feel like okay she feels like okay dad you're being unfair but she's not gonna say she's just gonna look at me like mm. i'm like mm. wanna fight <laughs> and, she's like, and then she's like no and I'm like hey <laughs> this no dear the fact that she even answered the question is brave yeah, she goes, yeah and she goes no and so I'm like dude you better apologize now I, t- I start telling myself I should apologize to her for future things that can happen to me I think yeah I see um what secret conspiracy would you like to start? Secret conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, <laughs> no, I got nothing. I, I mean, <laughs> like, fine. I'm already so scared of like I'm just living my life, hoping <laughs> that all the crazy things I hear are not true. You know, not true. so it's yeah. like I don't add another one to my brain. You know, no. it's like. <laughs> Yeah. Are you the type of person that reads conspiracy theories? I, they they seem to find me, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> your algorithm. Yeah, it's the algorithm. I think you know. I mean, I try to, you know, but it's also like it's just like, like when I think about like what's going on in Ghana and how, like, if you like, a lot of us don't really like. Huh, that's the thing. It's like, like I can tell my mom something about some crazy shit that's going on in the government, you know, and I have proof. And because my mom is also like she's older, she's not so tuned into like too much right. of the deep politics. In her mind, she's like, mm. "This is just a conspiracy theory," you know. Mm. And I can I can imagine what that feels like to her. It's like, are these mm. people this weak, wicked to yeah, be kind of yeah. doing this shit to us? Plotting you know what I mean? So it's like when I yeah. think about like what's like say for instance like the US and all these super countries, like what kind of weapons they've got like underneath the bunkers and so on and so forth. I'm like I'm just like, mm. please let this be like a just a conspiracy theory like where the robots have reached now what they're doing and shit like that it's like you know mm. I don't know if I'm making sense but I'd much rather not no, have are. any more conspiracy theories <laughs> okay. in my life that's much. fair enough that's fair yeah. enough um toilet paper over or under depends if you have a cat <laughs> now you two you two want to ask me do you have a cat <laughs> I do That's not my have question. a cat. I mean, I, I have a cat. Yeah. But I do not have a cat. 
Yes. So if you do it over, what are we talking a, about now? You know when you know when you're putting the toilet paper on the mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. thing, the real thing. Yeah. It's either like the, is it does it over or is it under? Like do you pull from under? under. Yes. Yeah. If it's over, mm. when you have a cat, uh-huh. you're uh-huh. screwed. Really? I thought yeah, it would be more they can, the other way yeah, around. They, they run it down. Yeah, they can claw it down and just uh, like. Yeah. But do you have a cat? No, but this you is don't the seem kind like of thing. I hate, absolutely hate cats. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless it's. Why is it because soup. of like your guardian in a soup? Yeah. Who's cooking cats? Joseph and Fufu. Yeah. Sit there. <laughs> Sit there we, uh, we, co- we eat cats. I can't even show you. I can show you two uh, ways Joseph. of catching a cat. Go one. <laughs> Should I give you just one? Uh, the, next time you're gonna ask for Joseph. Okay. Ask for Joseph. Want to eat uh, no, Joseph. Yeah. No, no. You know, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I still haven't eaten cats, but I feel like when you own a cat, the cat owns you. I know people say this, but I don't want a yeah. pet that owns me. And decides <laughs> when it's going to show me affection. After I yeah. pay so much money to keep, <laughs> they're very, they're really yeah. very cute though. Yeah, um, they yeah. stink though. My brother's cats in his house, and it's like, yeah, the poop, the poop and the pee stinks yeah, a lot. It's quite bad. I think so, people who have pets don't know what normal houses smell like. Yeah, <laughs> they lose a sense. They lose a sense. They lose their sense of smells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my brother's has my brother has an absolutely lovely home. And he's given up one of his living rooms for his two cats. Mm, and I'm just wow. like, what? This is witchcraft. They, you, they've put some new cats. <laughs> they've put some in your eyes and you can't see. They've done something to you. Yeah. We have a section called Put Me On, mm-hmm. where you know we just sign off by you putting it onto something that you are watching or something that you think you want to share yes or listen to yeah you know so what what can you put us on hold on i'm trying to find the name i want to be should i share mine while he looks for his um everyone go watch june d-u-n-e june okay it's a film based on a book i mean the first the first film, there isn't much to explain. I feel like you have to watch it. I don't want to give too much of it away. But it's mm-hmm. with Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Oscar Isaacs. It's like big, le- like legendary yeah. studios <clears throat> productions. Very good film. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I've, Where can I, we find it? Is I read it on Netflix? Dune as a kid, no. so... <laughs> okay. Oh, you read it's it? A, yeah. Have you watched... Yeah. But did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it okay. yet. Um, yeah, my, my eldest brothers who put me on it, have gone and seen it and they swear by it. It's like, yes. It's so everyone I know who's yeah. read the book actually yeah. likes the it's film, like, which yeah. is very it was rare. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally yeah. speaking to my, my older cousin about it today and he swears by it. And he's like yeah. a film critic, like extraordinary. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to recommend something. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I put quite a few people, I put um, Irena on it, I think. And it's called. The Midnight Gospel. It's an the animation. Midnight yes, Midnight Gospel. It's an animation on um, on Netflix. Okay. And okay. I know that there's no way the makers of this TV show are not doing some kind of psychedelic drugs 
to be able to achieve <laughs> this level of free thinking, you know? Mm. Okay. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. I've never seen anything like it, you know? And it just, it just leaves you feeling like, nah, man, there's more. There's more to yeah. this brain that I'm using, you know? Okay. But then you finish and then you're like, but what is this more? Because this doesn't, <laughs> none of this makes sense. You know? Let's all do drugs. I think that's Yeah. It's like you, you've got to be like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's insane. And you, I think you absolutely love it. And it's so like, okay. um, it's, it's, um, whatever mood you're in, if you settle down mm-hmm. to watch it, it brings you to this calm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they've really, it's really well curated, so to speak, and like put together in terms of like music and, just the conversation and the dialogue. It's like, what is going on here? Why is it that I can't stop watching it? For me, anyway. I think, yeah. I think you should. I think you okay. try. It. You should try it. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're good with the recommendations, though. Yeah. Everything you've, yeah. Uh, every TV show you've recommended me so far has been that's right. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Through yeah. the years, right? It's like, yeah. It's, mm-hmm, it's been, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. was the one that you were um, quite? Um, that you was like, nah, I don't think so. And I was like, what do you... Oh, the amazing Mrs. Maisel. I still haven't... I haven't done it. I'm sorry. Okay. That's why. <laughs> That's why That's I didn't why? take the number. Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you right after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's something that I watched uh, recently. It's a bit intense, but um, I really like the uh, the maid on Netflix. Okay. So it um, was about. Go on. Yeah, go on. it was about home violence, but they didn't treat it as like physical violence. It was more of looking at home, um, home violence, domestic violence uh, through um, emotional abuse. Right, so it's like mm. a psychological... Yes, right. yes, yeah, very, very psychological. And, you know, yeah, and basically, get, also the movie gives statistics to the number of people that go through it and, you know, yeah. Um, I think if I say more, I'll give too much yeah. also. Yeah, the, the maid, maid, yeah? Is, uh, okay. Yeah, the maid okay. on Netflix, yeah. Okay. This has been This House Is Not For Sale, your podcast of conversations around African hip-hop. It's been your host, Salam J, co-host, Hevzi, and our guest, Bonzi. <laughs> yes, with a new album called yeah. Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> the new album called Mensa. You know, we hope you enjoyed the podcast just as we enjoyed it. Thank you. See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Hey, is what we do, man. It's the new movement. Movement.